Thank you so much. Turn your Bibles to the New Testament book of Hebrews. Toward the end, Hebrews chapter 11. Hebrews chapter 11. Of course, this is Memorial Day weekend. We want to remember those who have served in the service and have served our country and us and allow us to meet here publicly. And we are also blessed because we can meet in our building. I've said this and it's been said, there are churches, I can name a church, a pastor, and I know in California, who is meeting in the parking lot. And their church building holds 3,000. And they have a college and the whole nine yards. They're meeting in the parking lot this morning. Now, I guess if we had to, we could meet in the parking lot. I think we all like this maybe just a little bit better. I know I do. Plus, I'm not sure my voice would be projecting in the parking lot. I'd have to have a microphone or Mr. Microphone or something. I don't know. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. <clears throat> Let me read it again just a little bit slower. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. <clears throat> Faith is a positive thing. Doubt is negative. And there are doubt producers on every hand. Hypocrisy, betrayal by those we trust, family problems, financial reverses, natural disasters, war, sickness, death, I'm not going to go on because we'll all get depressed. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. To stay positive, to positive, we need to begin each day, I think, with looking at this verse. And then another verse in Mark 9.23 says this, If thou canst believe, all things are possible to him to believe. And then Mark 11.24 says, What things, plural, Mark eleven twenty four. What things soever you desire when you pray, believe that you shall have them. Well, simple verses, and yet sometimes we fail to apply that we believe. We're like that fellow who said to Jesus one day, I believe. Help my unbelief. I think we all can identify with that a time or two. And I'm not waving, I'm just saying. We're all like that sometimes. We believe, but help our unbelief. We're talking about faith. Faith is dead to doubts. Faith is, is dumb to discouragements, blind to impossibilities, and knows nothing but success. Faith lifts its hands up through the threatening clouds, lays hold of him who has all power in heaven and earth. Faith makes the up look good, the outlook bright. In the end, look favorable, and the future glorious. Now, if you watch television all day, that's not what you're going to end up with. If you're going to watch it, watch something like Hogan's Heroes or something like that. Don't watch, or Andy Mayberry. Don't watch all these news programs because they're all depressing. <clears throat> and some of them are not telling the truth, or they're exaggerating the truth. I think I'm going to stop right there for a minute. <laughs> you read this book, read that verse. It'll help you. Who's this written to? Hebrew Christians. And we have, it's part of the Bible, it's for us. Faith. Remember what Jesus said about his coming back again? He asked a question and he said, When the Son of Man cometh, cometh again, will he, Jesus, find faith? On the earth. Did you ever read that verse? Good question, huh? That's a good question. Why did he say that? Because he knows people. And he knows everything. Will he find faith on the earth? Maybe we should personalize and say, will he find you to be a person of faith? Faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. You haven't seen me yet. You know, when, we, when I saw this land... 
I drove by this one day and I, it was a cornfield. And I think I was driving my wife crazy because every place I would go, look at that, that's a good place for church. She said, would you shut up? <laughs> every place I would go, I was looking like crazy. Now, God, <clears throat> we need some land. I would, it was a cornfield. It's not a cornfield today. When you walk in the parking lot, there's no corn out there. Now, over here, there might be some. <clears throat> there might be some weeds. Some, as one family at a church says, orphan. She calls them, if they come up on their own, they're orphan. You might find some orphan corn over there or some orphan weeds, but it's a church building. How'd that happen? I'm looking at the people who had the faith to believe. Yeah, I had a little bit myself, but it, all of us together. The substance, this building is substance, is it not? Now, we're not glorifying the building because the church is a people. But it's much better here than out in the parking lot. I pity that poor pastor, that poor church. And it's a large church. In California, can you imagine how hot it might be in the parking lot? So I'm thanking the Lord. We need to think, be reminded again of the possibilities of faith. We should not be surprised to discover that faith, exercise in daily life, is the key to successful living. Not getting some book from the bookstore to tell you how to live successfully. As a believer in Christ, faith in every day, Lord, you're going to help me today, you're going to take care of me, you're going to guide me, you're going to be with me, you're going to show me. Faith! You haven't lived the day yet. Hey, we don't know what's going to happen today, do we? I mean, I know there's a few things planned, even in my own life, but I don't know everything's going to happen. I have to trust the Lord by faith. Who knows who you're going to meet, who you're going to run into? Hey, the eternal life comes through faith. Listen, you have never seen Jesus Christ. If you have, you look good today. Because <laughs> you owed. We've never seen him. You've never talked to him. But you've tried many, perhaps not all, many have trusted him as your personal savior. You're trusting him to take you to heaven. You trusted him to forgive your sins. How'd you do that? By faith. The Bible says in, in Romans 10, I think it's verse 17, faith cometh by hearing, in hearing by the word of God. It doesn't mean audible hearing always. It could be. But as you read God's word and God speaks to your heart and you hear it, that's hearing. That builds your faith. <clears throat> I would venture to say we're like the disciples when they came to the Lord one day, and they, they came to him many days. And they said this, Lord, increase our faith. I don't think any one of us could honestly say today, oh, I've got so much, <clears throat> I'm all set. I am your pastor, I love you, but I kind of find it hard to believe. And I include myself. Now, I have some faith, but is it as it should be? I'm not barbecuing anybody today. <clears throat> I'm just trying to get us to think. People of faith, sometimes people call Christians today people of faith. Well, that's not a bad thing. They've been called, I've been called worse than that. <laughs> so if <have> you. <clears throat> faith in who? Not in ourselves. In him. In what he can do. Listen, if you have faith in yourself, you're going to be disappointed. Because Jesus said, John 15, 5, the last part of the verse. <clears throat> Jesus said these words. Without me, meaning him, you can do nothing. Now, that's true as well as everything else he said that's true. <clears throat> so we need to get in our mind, without him I can't do anything. You know what? That's faith. You're trusting him to help you and enable you. The old Baptist preacher from England years ago, Spurgeon, said this, A little faith will bring your soul to heaven, but great faith will bring heaven to your soul. We also need to remember that promise that Jesus said, I'm come that they might have life, and that they might have it more abundantly. Now, that doesn't mean we have more cars, more houses, I'm talking to people who I think have a good grasp of reality. The Bible says it this way. A man's life, it could be a woman too. A man's life consisteth not in the abundance of things he possesses. 
Well, I've got three cars. Big whoop. You got to pay insurance to three cars. My poor neighbor, I love him. He's got like, I think, five or six something. And he didn't even drive them all. Two or three of them are sitting there. It's got nothing to do with the message. It's just key to mine. Oh, I have this, I have that. If God's blessed you, there's no problem with those things. But your life, the value of your life is not the things you have. By the way, when you get things, then you want more things. These people who are super techy. Now, I'm not against tech. I have an iPhone. <clears throat> but you know what? My phone is already outdated. And I get a new one tomorrow. You know what? <clears throat> a couple months, I'll come up with another one. And 1200 bucks for that one. This one was not 1200 bucks. Faith. <clears throat> As you read God's word, you can't help but be impressed by the thrilling possibilities of faith. When you read stories in the Bible of faith that people had, why do you think God has them there? And by the way, can I say this kindly? If you don't read your Bible every day, you're not going to have that experience. And this generation, meaning probably those 40 and under, person company accepted. They don't know the stories of the Bible. 41 and under, <laughs> or whatever. We take it for granted they know all these stories that many of you and myself who brought up in church know. They don't know these stories. They don't know about the children of Israel crossing the Red Sea. They don't know about many miracles recorded in the Bible and faith that people had, and on and on we could go. So by reading God's word, by hearing God's word, it will help build your faith. I think all of us would be like the disciples. Lord, increase my faith. You can't go on my faith. I can't go on yours. And in some cases, I'm glad I didn't go. Some people at the church years ago said, oh, preacher, you've got to get that building built before I die. Like, I'm going to snap my fingers, it's going to happen? I mean, the guy meant well. I knew what he meant. What do you, did he think I was a miracle worker? I'm a man. I'm a person. And things do not, when you fool with the bank, the insurance company, are you listening? The hospital, builders, it is all super slow. Are you with me? If not, hang on, you're going to find out. You can't speed those people up. You put a fire in them, it doesn't help. They get mad at you and put you on the bottom of the pile. So instead of two months, it's four months. I'm telling you the truth, I've experienced it over and over again. I think of that woman in the New Testament, uh, along about Matthew chapter 9 and verse 20. She had been sick for 12 years. That's depressing in itself, isn't it? She was sick for 12 years, and she said, if I would just touch the hem of Jesus' garment, I'm going to be well. You know what that took? Faith. And you know what? She did. And you know what? She got well. I guess it's true what Jesus said one day to his disciples. According to your faith, be it unto you. Again, I can't have your faith. You can't borrow mine. I need more myself. So the point is, according to your own faith, it'll be unto you. So if you have faith to believe, that's, that's part of the key. You see, the world is so negative, telling us, don't believe God, don't believe his word, that's a bunch of junk, don't believe in Jesus. Isn't that basically what they're telling us? Don't believe that Bible, don't believe that stuff. I think we're probably generally better off than those people saying that stuff. I went to sleep last night, and I had a good night's sleep. The problems of the, I woke up, the problems of the world were still the same. No, I'm not saying not to care. You know what I'm saying? I'm trusting the Lord. And even when I got up this morning, I said, now, Lord, I had a good night. Thank you. I slept. I didn't lay awake wondering and worrying, thinking, oh, man. Now, some people do that. They, it's like the guy that bought a new car and the lie awake plan. He lie awake at night wondering how he's going to pay for it. I'm sorry, I said Jesus said that to the disciples. He said to that woman who touched his garment, according to your faith being in the you, she had the faith to believe she did it, and immediately she had the problem. I remember another fellow who had a demon-possessed child, 
And he came to the Lord, and he was a soldier, kind of up there a little bit. And he said, you know what? And I'm paraphrasing. My son is sick. If you just would speak the word, he'll be okay. That guy had faith that Jesus could do it. And Jesus said, well, I'll come to the house. And he said, and I'm paraphrasing. He said, well, I don't think I'm worthy. This is the dad. I don't think I'm worthy for you to come to my house. He said, you speak the word. So you know what Jesus did? He speak the word. You go back and read the story in its entirety. You find that they check later on. And at the very hour, Jesus said that. I don't know if they had a watch like this. I doubt it. That's the watch. Mickey's hand is on that. And they found out that the very hour that Jesus spoke that word is the hour her son was healed. Wow. He didn't have to wait. I love these people. Oh, we got to wait. This lady who touched his garment was healed instantly. She didn't have to wait. When this young father's son, he was healed immediately. What I'm talking about is faith. Faith, F-A-I-T-H. We all know that verse in Matthew 17 and verse 20. If, don't you hate that word? You know why? Because it means it may or may not happen. If you have faith, according to your faith being in you, if you have faith as a grain of mustard seed, ye shall say to this mountain, remove hence to yonder place, and it shall remove, and nothing shall be impossible to you. This verse challenges our faith and our hope that God can do anything. We, you know what? We forget that. Oh, this problem's too big for God. Really? We all know better. God can do anything. We sing in Sunday school, God can do anything but fail. How true that is. <clears throat> Remember when Abraham in the Old Testament, God told him and his wife they were going to have a baby. Now, if I was 99 and my wife was 86, which were not close to that, and the Lord said, you're going to have a child, number one, I'd freak out. I'd say, you got the wrong guy, Lord. Wrong address, sorry. Wouldn't you? And your wife is, I think she was 86. Now, I want to be respectful, but I don't think <clears throat> you can correct me after church if I'm wrong. I don't think there's, there are some 86-year-old women in this church this morning. But I don't think you're interested in having a child. God bless you. But God said, you know, but see, that makes it all greater for God. It shows how great he is because you wouldn't think somebody that old would have a child. So it makes God look better. Can I say that respectfully? And so the problem came that Sarah didn't believe. And the Bible says she even laughed. Now, I don't know what I would do if I was a woman, 86, going to have a baby. I'd definitely have some kind of reaction. What she was saying, and I say this kindly, she was saying by laughing, I don't think God can do it. Wasn't she? Why is it in the Bible? <clears throat> and I'm not condemning her because we can identify with her, can't we? But you know what? The Bible says it this way. When the time of life came, which is approximately nine months, in case you don't know, guess what? She had a child. Of course, she knew it before then, but can you imagine, imagine what she felt like all along when she, started getting, when she started expanding her ministry? And she realized she was going to have a child, and she couldn't go to Altman Hospital and get an ultrasound. She just knew she was either eating too much or she was going to have a child. And the child was born. So what God said, she didn't have faith in it. <clears throat> How many things does God say in this word that we, we know God's true, reliable, but we don't believe it? We don't mean to. We don't consciously laugh like Sarah did. Well, we might. We don't raise our hand and say, God, I don't believe that. But we think it. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. And so that verse in Genesis goes on in the story of Abraham and Sarah. It says this question. Is anything too hard for the Lord. Now we must admit, <clears throat> I'll raise my hand for all of us. There'd be lots of things too hard for me. I think you probably can relate to that if you're honest this morning. 
I don't like to, but it, it's too hard. I can't do this. It's not too hard for him. And you remember that guy named Paul in the New Testament? He said, I can do all things. That's not the end of the verse. I can do all things through Christ, which strengtheneth me. You know what? So can you. So can I. Just remember, it's not you, it's him. It's him in you and me, not you. When you start thinking it's you, you're going to fall flat on your face. We're talking about faith. We know the answer is faith, but do we really believe it sometimes? We get so clouded with things, and, and so our faith sometimes doesn't grow like it should. We should have a growing faith. If you've been saved for more than two weeks, your faith should be stronger today than it was two weeks ago. It should be growing a little bit. No, everybody's different. I know that. Since we live in a troubled world, there are many opportunities to exercise faith. These tight spots may come disguised as problems, but faith needs to see them as opportunities. Uh, a missionary that lived many years ago, his name was Hudson Taylor. This is, you know what he said one day? And I'm quoting. He'd like to find himself in a corner so he could see what God would do to get him out of it. Now, I must say, I don't relish being in the corner. That's what he said. You know what? God used him mightily as a missionary and a preacher of the gospel. I like to get in the corner to see how God's going to get me out. <clears throat> now, I don't think he intentionally said he meant to go to the corner when he finds himself in the corner. Uh, maybe some of you today are in the corner, so to speak. I don't mean for being bad at school. They don't do that anymore anyway, do they? They don't do nothing to school. When I went to school, we got wax with a paddle. I'm not that old. I got a few myself. <clears throat> Sometimes these things come to us and we go, oh, there's another problem. And, and that's a natural reaction. But maybe, say, God, now how are you going to get me out of this? No, if you've done something foolish, got yourself in trouble, don't expect God to bail you out. He might. But if you've done something foolish and you get yourself into trouble, look in the mirror. Poor God gets blamed for more things that he does nothing to do with. We do things to ourselves sometimes. And you'll have to let the Lord help you sort that out. None of one of us could go to someone else. You know why? Sometimes people are so spiritual it scares me. They think they're spiritual. Oh, I know why this is... Oh, you do. Well, good for you. Thank you, Assistant Holy Spirit. Every Christian has the Holy Spirit living in them to guide you. And the Bible says those that are led by the Spirit of God are the children of God. So he leads me. He leads you. I don't need you to lead me. And I don't need, no, as your pastor, I might help you. It's my job, my calling. It's not a job. It's a calling. That's part of my job. But ultimately, you have to let the Lord lead you. And so, faith finds a way. Faith adds a new dimension to consider when you face difficulties. There's not a person in this room who hasn't, who isn't right now, or tomorrow, or this week, or soon you're going to face some difficulties. And so, what do we do about it? <clears throat> I'm sure you've heard of the man called Thomas Edison. Now, none of us know him personally. He'd been dead for a long time. <laughs> But good old Tom, if you read his life and his story, it's very interesting. He was one of those guys that never gave up. No, he wasn't doing anything spiritual. I mean, inventing the phonograph? I'm not sure that's spiritual. See, and the, all the teenagers saying, what's a phonograph? Go home and ask your grandma and grandpa. <clears throat> there was no MP3s back then. We graduated from phonograph to MP3s now. And so Thomas Edison was known for just staying with it. And Thomas Edison was working on this, trying to develop a phonograph. To me, we kind of laugh. We think, well, big deal. But he had many problems. The high tones were harsh and the low tones were muffled. So he hired a man to help him. This is a true story. 
to help him with this because he, was, he wasn't going to give up. This guy worked for him for two years. And he came to Tom and he said, Tom, Thomas, I can't figure out what's going on. I quit. He goes, you can't. Now, Thomas must have had some spirituality to him because he said, we may not find it now, but we'll find it someday. And then he said this, God has given us and he will give us a solution. So we need to try a little bit longer. Now, I realize, again, that, now that was a spiritual statement by Tom, Thomas Edison. But what he was doing was not spiritual. You follow me? So I think he had a couple spiritual bones in his body. What I am saying is he had some faith. And you read the rest of his, his life story, it's incredible. I think he's the one that invented the light bulb. Do you know how many times he failed at inventing the light bulb? I don't think they were like these. They were more incandescent. Many, many times he just kept going. And now we have light, thanks to Thomas Edison. Edison had faith in God's ability to reveal answers to all the problems in life. Sometimes we need to rub shoulders with Thomas Edison a little bit. Or people from God's word who have done that. In the most trying of circumstances, faith finds another way. When Jesus came to the home of Lazarus, which Lazarus had two sisters, Mary and Martha, and Lazarus died. You may or may not know the story from the gospel accounts in John, along about chapter 11. And Lazarus had been dead for four days. And so Jesus comes into town and, oh, Martha, she, she catches him out before he gets to the house and says, hey, those are my words. She didn't say hey. Hey, how come my brother died? If you would have just been here, you could just see her. I, the Bible does not say, I could see her pointing her pointing finger in his face. If you'd have been here, he wouldn't have died. And Jesus being so patient, so compassionate, so kind, by the way, so convicting, we're supposed to be like him. Isn't that a convicting thought? And Martha thought her hope was gone, but her faith added another possibility. Then she said to him, you can read it later, I know that even now whatsoever thou wilt ask of God, God will give it thee, John eleven twenty two. 22. <clears throat> then Jesus answered her in verse 23 of John 11, Thy brother shall rise again. And she said, well, I know he's going to rise in the resurrection. And Jesus said, and of course, Jesus knew in a couple minutes he was going to resurrect him. So she had a little bit of faith because it wasn't long Jesus went to where he was and he called his name. Can you imagine going to Mass in cemetery? John, come on out! John comes bebopping out. We don't, they, have, they have tours down there, you know. Wouldn't it be wild if one of those churches with Margie Voigt, some dead guy comes walking, that'd be, that'd be in the paper. I could probably hear it at my house. I live by the cemetery. <clears throat> so he goes there and calls Lazarus' name. And only Lazarus comes forth, not all of them, because he called his name specifically. So here he is standing there, and the Bible says they take off his grave clothes, and there he is, and there's his sister. And she believed a little bit. Her faith, I think, was rewarded at that moment. She was thinking in the resurrection. Little did she know it's going to be the next few minutes. Jesus' promise had been worthy of her faith. Jesus was talking directly to her in person. Don't you wish sometimes he would talk to you? I do. I wish he would sit in her head chair and could, I could just talk to him. Now, I don't mean to minimize prayer because that's, that's how we communicate with him. But we're really talking to him. But in this case, he was physically there. She was physically there. He was talking to her. Her two ears were working. She heard what he said. Then she... Saw her brother. Wow, there he is. Faith. <clears throat> Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. She didn't see her brother alive, but she wanted to. And by the way, Jesus delayed his coming on purpose. Go back and read the account. And he said this was for the glory of God. I wonder sometimes in our lives, if God delays things, we want him to do them. Now, 
That woke you the people up watching on YouTube, huh? We want him to... Now, I'm like that too. I don't want to avoid next week. Lord, I want it now. I mean, literally, right now, when I say men, I want it to happen. Now, if you're not like that, you're lying in church. It doesn't always happen that way, though. In Lazarus' case, Jesus said he delayed on purpose. He knew. He knew what was going on, but he also knew what he was going to do. And what he would do would bring glory to God. How could you dispute that? His sister even said he'd been dead four days, and like sisters, I had one. And she even said, he stinketh. She was righteth. <laughs> so we read his word, that's what increases our faith. I really think part of our problem, part, we're not reading this book. Some people read the newspaper more, can I say this religiously, than they do the Bible. And they wait for the paper. Well, I've got to read the paper. It's the same old junk. Just get the flyers, what's on sale, and forget the rest of it. <clears throat> Plus, you save a little bit of money. And some people wait. Oh, I can't wait to get the newspaper. When I was a kid, we had a newspaper that came at five in the morning. Now, bless your heart, if you get up at five o'clock, God bless you. My neighbor does, because he at least every morning at 5.30 and wakes me up. I don't get up at 5.30 unless I have to. So every, every morning, because I have a shared driveway, he gets, he at least work at 5.30. Say, well, there goes, there goes my neighbor, he's going to work. <laughs> I'm glad he's got a job and he's working, but I wish it wouldn't wake me up. Who wants to get up at 5 o'clock in the morning and read the newspaper? I don't want to be unkind. I had a paper route for that paper. What? 12-year-old kid wants to deliver papers at 5 in the morning. I didn't. And do you think my dad would help me? No way. You want a paper route? Get yourself out there and do it yourself. Now, if it was 20 below zero and a foot of snow, he might have mercy on me. It was normally, you got the route, you got the money, get out there, kid. So I didn't want to do it either. Do we have that same interest in reading God's word? This is up to today's newspaper, and reading the newspaper doesn't help me any. I've read it, and I can read. Matter of fact, it usually makes me mad. I read the headlines of today's paper, and I said, I put it down. I don't want to read anymore. Not that it's wrong to have it or read it. What I'm saying is, this book helps. It helps in so many ways. Unlike... The Canton Repository, bless their little pee pig and heart. And I'm not saying to go home and cancel your Canton Repository. I get it on Sundays. But I don't get it during the week because I used to get it and read it. It's a, in, the, in the massive paper. It's the same garbage Monday through Saturday. The world's a mess. Everybody's a mess. Our kids say, yeah, okay, next. What's on sale at, the, at Walmart? I mean, Really? Faith, one of our problems, too, is we don't read his words, so our faith has been increased. Another contributing problem is, you know how our faith grows? By exercising it. Now, <clears throat> there may be a couple people in this church that would look me straight in the eye and say, I love exercise, and I would say, you're a lion. Now, I guess there's some people that love it. More power to you. Ain't me. And I don't think it's most of us. We don't like, now we like the effect of exercising. I'm always tickled these people say, oh, I can't lose weight. They're eating, they keep shoving donuts in their mouth. I, I can't lose weight. Well, quit eating them donuts. When I was a kid, we had a neighbor, one of our neighbors, his wife had died. He married another woman who had a grown son. This has nothing to do with this. Well, it kind of does. And the guy was really... I'm going to use the word stupid because I can't think of any other name. He was so stupid that the kids in the neighborhood, we nicknamed him BB. We said his brain was the size of a BB. And BB, he would go to the donut place. He didn't have Librans. He went to the local donut place. He would come with like two bags of donuts. He'd sit there and eat them all. And he was huge. The point is... <clears throat> We don't like the exercise. I don't enjoy it myself. I like the benefits. 
exercise our faith. How do you exercise your faith? By exercising it. Isn't that deep? What does that mean? Faith is a substance of things hoped for. Lord, I hope this person gets better. Nothing wrong with that. I hope this person gets saved. I hope this need is met. I hope this problem is solved. Notice it says the things hoped for. You hope for them. That's why you're praying. And you can't do anything God can. The evidence of things not seen, meaning while you're praying for it, you don't see the evidence of it happening at the moment. But you keep praying in time. I think we all would say we've had enough prayers answered that it builds our faith, doesn't it? When you pray and it happens, you go, wow. Kind of strengthens you a little bit to pray on the next thing. It does. That's called exercise. That's spiritual exercise. And we have to step out by faith in some cases. There was also a man many years ago named George Mueller. George Mueller was in England, and he ran an orphanage. And he was known for his faith and his prayer. I've read about him. Some of these people, it's good to read about him. I've read the story where he would sit down at the table, no food. There's kids in all these orphanage. And he said, okay, now we're going to pray. And they're all looking around. I don't see any food. He said, we're going to pray. He prayed. A knock came at the door. Somebody had a whole bunch of food. And this is not a one-time deal. He was constantly praying in food for the orphanage, whatever. And he called trials the food of faith. Now, we don't like to think of it normally that way. None of us do. We don't like trials. We don't like exercise. But you go home and try that one today. Pray with nothing on the table, seeing somebody knocks at your door with Chipotle. If it happens, call me because I'll come over and help eat it. Speaking of Mr. Mueller, someone said this, Oh, I shall never have the gift of faith like Mr. Mueller. But that's a mistake. It's the greatest error. There's not a particle. This is Mueller talking. There's not a particle of truth in it. My faith is the same kind of faith that all of God's children have had. In the, same, in the same kind that Simon Peter had and all the Christians, they obtained like precious faith. My faith is their faith. Though there may be more of increase because my faith has been a little more developed by exercise than others. But their faith is precisely the faith that I exercise only with regard to degree. Mine may be more strongly exercised. We all want to be people of faith. We like to read about people of faith, but we have to put the time in, exercise. Believe God, the substance of things hoped for. Just because you pray about something doesn't happen next week. I've talked to Christians, they say, well, I prayed about this two weeks and it happened. I said, two weeks? Did you read that verse? That God said a day was a thousand years with him? Not to me, but to him. And I said, maybe... God has tested you to see if you really mean business. I would say kindly, two weeks is, a long, is not very long. So we need to keep on praying. That increases our faith. To increase our faith, we need to start using the faith you have now. So I only got a little bit. That's something. When you start exercising, you don't jump in and do. If you do, you're foolish. You're not only going to come home and feel bad. It's not going to be good. You start out little by little. And so you exercise the faith that you have. Do something that demands faith. Trust God to do something for you that no one else can do. I mean, that's, we're talking about faith. <clears throat> Expect God to come through and honor his commitments. You'll be thrilled with the results. Faith wins. Negative influences impact us daily. And you know what? It seems like when you try to do something spiritual, everybody and his brother, whatever that means, is trying to stop you. You ever feel that way? I'm trying. You come to church, you're a message. I'm going to, Monday, you're going to have faith. You're going to increase your faith. And Monday morning, bing, bang, boom, I look at some, everybody and his brother's against you. You're trying to build a faith. They're trying to tear you down. You're thinking, 
Is this real? I've had that happen. I'm sure you've had it happen also. Negative influences impact us daily. You see, the devil doesn't want you to have faith. Keep that in mind. He does not want you to have faith. <clears throat> problems that we face, physical problems, emotional pain, conflicts with disagreeable people. You ever have any of those? Receive unwanted bills in the mail. And they don't have your neighbor. I love it when I get my neighbor's mail because you know what? I do this number. And then I think, does my postman know how to read? Well, that may be smart, like, but it's the truth. Because it's not, it's, not, it's not my name. I understand getting numbers mixed up, maybe. Maybe he's dyslexic. But it's not my neighbors anyway. <laughs> but you, I get the unexpected bills sometimes. You do, you think, where does it come from? The f- most fun ones are ones from the hospital, you think. What's this all about? <clears throat> usually if it's from the hospital, it's not good. And usually they want money. Can you believe that, please? <clears throat> Your insurance is not going to pay this. You've got to pay it, buddy. Are you with me? Sometimes weather changes are not to our liking. I don't think I'm going to say anything else today. <clears throat> Natural disasters bring destruction. Crime soars, soars out of control. Well, we, when you, this is not political, but I'm going to say it anyway. When you defund the police, what do you, that's what you get. We need the police, and we, we support the police. I saw somebody sticker in their front yard this week. Brother Rice and I were doing some streets. Big sign, support the police. I was hoping they were going to come to the door. I was going to say, I support the police. Are there bad police? Is the Pope Catholic. <clears throat> but the majority of them are good. And they're helping us. Crime soars out of control. International tensions, they're there. Nor can we ignore the purpose of Satan to defeat us. Do you realize, you read this verse? Your adversary, yours and 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 yours mine, and you guys in section one, yours too. I'm running out of space. And those of you listening at home, your adversary, the devil, he is your enemy. He was the enemy to Adam and Eve. He's the enemy today. Walketh about seeking whom he may devour. He's still at it. He doesn't want you to have faith. Faith in God. I'm not talking about faith in yourself. Faith in him. Faith in his word. Faith in his promises. And the Bible's full of them. He'll try to discourage you and defeat you and bring you down. Our faith will also make us triumphant in trouble. Perhaps you've been through some difficulties and people say, kindly, how did you do that? Maybe you've been asked that question. Your answer would be, God helped me. Period. Don't say, well, I helped myself. No, God helped you because you trusted him by faith. We read in 1 John, For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world, and this is a victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. Something, and I want to be kind about it, something many people outside the doors of the church have no idea. They think faith is believing the Browns are going to win this year. Let me back up. They have faith, believe the Indians are going to win. I'm talking about biblical defined faith. And in, spirit, in spiritual matters. Now, can you pray for the Indians to win? I guess. I don't know. What if they lose? In 1 John 4 4, the Bible says, Ye are of God, little children, and have overcome them, because greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. Well, that's not to be haughty or prideful, but you have the Holy Spirit of God in you. Enthusiasm, God in you, is really what that means. The faith that wins and moves mountains does not rest in itself. It's anchored in God, who is faithful. Strong faith would be worthless if the object of our faith were not strong. 
You ever have faith in somebody and they fail you? We all have. He's not going to fail. Now, when he doesn't do what you want him to do, when you want him to do it, it doesn't mean that he failed. He's got the power. He's omnipotent, all power. He may choose not to do it. Or just like a parent would not give something to the children because he knows it will ruin them. You, know, you don't give your car keys to a 12-year-old and say, have a nice day. Maybe some of you did. Well, bless your pee-picking heart. I had to fight with my dad to get the keys when I had my license. Oh, he gave me a lecture. You don't do this, don't do this. Oh, okay, Dad. And buddy, don't come home with no gas in the car. He would be ripping mad, which I understand that. Sometimes God as our Heavenly Father says, you know what? I hear you. I'm not going to do it, or I'm not going to do it now. We have to, there are mysteries in prayer, mysteries in faith. We have to leave it up to him. That shouldn't stop us from praying. Well, God didn't do this. I must stop having faith. Um, the Bible is full of accounts. <clears throat> and I'm not going to go into any for sake of time. The people who didn't, it didn't happen the way they wanted to when they wanted to happen. Remember when Mary, Martha said, if you'd just been here, he wouldn't have died. I don't know if that's true or not, but it sounded good to her. It sounded good, didn't it? She was mad at him. I don't care what the Bible doesn't say that. She was mad at him. How come you weren't here? If you would have been here, he wouldn't have died. How does she know that? And we do that too. To God, if you did, God says, wait a minute, you don't know. And little did she know she was going to see her brother in just a few minutes. Our Lord is unlike anything else. Listen, I think you're smart enough to know you don't trust totally in the government. I say that respectfully. They will fail you. People will fail you. <clears throat> you may fail yourself, but he's not going to fail. Our faith is in him who doesn't change, who's not altered by circumstances. And our faith grows in exact proportion to our confidence that God can do anything. I think we've forgotten that today. God could do anything. If he can make an 86-year-old woman have a child, that'd be pretty good. If he can open the Red Sea for the children of Israel to go across, if he could feed 5,000 men beside women and children. <clears throat> so what if each guy was married and had one kid? Well, that would be you know, twelve to 15,000 people. Now you tried to feed 15,000 people with a can of sardines and a loaf of nickels bread. <clears throat> Let me know how you make out on that. And they had food left over. God can do anything. We need to be, nothing new, but we need to be reminded of it. Because if we're not careful, we're thinking, well, whoa, God's not doing anything. He's probably working in ways we don't even know or understand. Even in your case, and faith drives the clouds away. Again, that verse is so convicting to me as I read that, as Jesus said to that woman, which was positive when he said to her, who touched his garment and was healed, he said, according to your faith. And I read that verse and I said, I circled that according to my faith. We limit ourselves, don't we? We really do. We don't mean to, but we do. How's your faith today? Do you have any at all? Do you have saving faith in Jesus Christ as your Savior? Do you have a beginning faith? By the way, don't be ashamed of it. And don't barbecue somebody else who has smaller faith than you. You're not that great. That didn't sound good, did it? But it's true. <clears throat> Whoa, your faith is so small. Mine's up here. I think you got another problem. It's called pride. Like God took care of this guy who's struggling along with a small faith. He'll grow in time. As we say in McDonald's, keep your eyes on your own fries. <laughs> Worry about your own faith because we haven't, none of us have attained. Maybe your faith needs to continue to grow. And boy, I think the day and time which we live, we need more faith, not less. According to your faith, 
being unto you. Let's stand, please, with our heads bowed and our eyes closed for just a moment. Maybe you need to have saving faith in Christ to save you today. You could do that by simply calling on his name and simple prayer, asking him to save you. Maybe there's something else you're praying about and struggling with. Father, speak to every heart today. These here in the auditorium, those that are listening otherwise. And Lord, could I pray for all of us, including me, as the disciples ask you that day, Lord, increase our faith. Help our faith to grow and be stronger and more in you. Help that one who doesn't know Christ, they would say yes, they would trust him. Speak to every heart, we pray in Jesus' name. With our heads bowed and our eyes closed, opinions begins to play. God's spoken to your heart. Come as we, as we wait just a moment. Maybe you need to make some decision for the Lord. Maybe you need to pray at the altar for a minute. Go back to your seat. Maybe you need to unite with this church. Join this church the way this church receives members. We're working on a load for baptism. Maybe you've trusted him as Savior. You've been baptized, and so you need to make that decision. Oh, wait just a moment. The song she's playing is Have Faith in God. He's on his throne. Have faith in God. He watches o'er his own. He will not fail. He will prevail. Have faith in God. Oh, wait just a moment. Our heads are bowed. Our eyes are closed. Come if God's spoken to your heart. Another verse, if you would, Jennifer. Well, we wait just a minute. According to your faith, be it unto you. How's your faith today? Do you need a faith lift? say facelift faith lift have faith in God while we wait just a moment for just